knuckleheads that didn't appreciate. Yes, we're going straight in here. Pushing that button, hard, by the way. I'm by pushing the way. that button. So we've just started recording and these knuckleheads have started on me on alcohol-free beer. And No, we started on you because you said it tasted like lilt and then we said, why not just have lilt? And he goes, no, because lilt shit. But lilt is shit. But the only way to describe it to use knuckleheads who are all anti, like, I'm not paying three quid for a can of non-alcoholic beer. Is that freezing the day on your 2023 calendar? What? Is that phrase of the day on your 2023 calendar? Knuckleheads. Did you Knuckle- get one? Like, <laughs> is it like a Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? Well, what do you want me to call you? Fandangs or something? I don't know. Well, like, something. Oh, fandangs. Borderline. Well, I was going to go with... slang would be good. Like, come on. I was going to go straight in with ball bags, but I thought mm-hmm. I would wait until I had at least one can of non-alcohol beer in before. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cowabunga. Right, okay. Cowabunga. <laughs> 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 ha- hang time, mate. No bother. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, since I've got the mic and I'm doing all this shouting already to start, I should say we've actually got a guest on, and um, it's probably the most unorthodox introduction um, ever. So, Sandy, um, how you doing? So, Sandy, you're from uh, Two Towns Down Brewing. How you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. I bet, you, I bet you're glad you came on, by the way, aren't you? <laughs> like, what the fuck have I said yes to? <laughs> well... We did say when before we start recording the, the behind the scenes chat is basically what you heard there. It's just pish patter and shouting. Well, it's pish patter for you. I don't. I, your concept that just is pish. It's no because your logic. Your logic is back to front. Callum's nodding. He agrees. Right, but he's a knuckle yeah. he do. But so, you know, like, he's, he, he doesn't want to. T- like you should be testing out that lovely new doubling, microphone. Doubling down, double down on the phraseology, despite us having been it no. thrice. Well, I'm not going. Just keeps laying it in. I know. Just I'm keep in. laying it. That's what they do. Just keep, just keep well, hammering I, it in. I think it's about time. It, it is the thirty first of January. Marks. You're needing a beer. If that's Marks, part of your Marks alcohol deprived. So let's just yeah. cut him a wee bit of slack. I've got to admit, this is the, It has been the easiest uh, dry January I've done so far. It's been a breeze. And that's because you've been, that's because Lindsay's been putting vodka in your cereal. Mm. <laughs> Maybe, but. Or Lil, aye. <laughs> uh, now, we didn't drink that mocking this. Is, um, anyway. Anyway. Sandy, how, we'll, we'll, uh, get how things, we'll get things back on track, shall we? How are things uh, with uh, um, Two Towns Down? I know you've got big plans and some big moves, etc. happening recently. So how's how's everything going? Well, why, don't, why, don't we, why don't we go to the start of the things? Why don't we start? Sandy, the better question there is, how did Two Towns Down start? Oh, right. And then we'll get to the uh, exciting that's stuff. The, uh, that kind of makes sense, right? Right, so basically, um, I've been a brewer for a long time. Um, I've done the brewing stilling degree at Harry Watt. Prior to that, I kind of worked um, in Isle of Man, down in England, uh, you know, roundabouts. Mm-hmm. And went, decided, right, I want to go back to university because I did a course and it wasn't for me, so I kind of was scouting about, seeing my life, yeah. fell into brewing. Um, thought, I want to go back to university, went back to Harriet Watt, uh, started uh, my first kind of job while I was at uni, was uh, working at the Hanging Bat as the kind of house brewer there, um, and then from there on went to Fallon Brewing, and then Black Isle to do recipe development and barrel aging, and then a few other breweries. And yeah. basically thought, I want to do this for myself. So started Compact Brewing, um, Firstly, the brewery I was working at, and then it's a bit of camper van as well, and a few mm-hmm. other things. 
Um, and then that's kind of where it's built from. So it's um, the this is the first, this is us kind of getting our own place and starting to set up our own kit, um, which is, it has always been the plan, but COVID made <laughs> a bit longer between <laughs> starting brewing and actually getting to where we are now. But we've got there at the end, and that's, that's the main thing, really. For me, when I was obviously doing a wee bit of research before you came on the scene, I was I was genuinely like impressed with the breweries like you'd worked at before, like you mentioned, hanging back, Fallon, Black Island, Seventy One, like some quality Scottish breweries in there. And the, what bits and pieces from from those breweries that you've been in the past have you brought forward, and where did you find you got them? Like, was more useful to your kind of development as a brewer? Yeah, I think. Um... Fallon was really good, um, especially in the kind of like smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit more like the size we are now and a bit more kind of, I don't want to say makeshift, but it was a bit makeshift compared to some of the bigger breweries I worked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of gave me a bit of a insight into how to do it in that level. And then Black Hill was really good because it was a proper production brewery. We were making mm-hmm. huge batches. And it was uh, a lot of responsibility as well because, you know, we were making... 30,000 litres and I was in charge of whether it was good or not, you know, basically. <laughs> that's, like, that's hard work. I'll just taste that. I'll make sure it's Which good. was, yeah, it was a big, it was a big jump from, you know, but at Fallon I was making their kind of recipes, whereas the bat I was making 50 litre batches of whatever I wanted to make. Yeah. And it was like, kind of got the keys to the castle at Black Hill and it was, it was great. It was a great experience. Got loads of loads of experience of barrel aging as well, which is something that I'd like to do with Two Towns Down. We've not quite got round to it yet, but that's something that's in the works. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience. But bringing it back to kind of now, it wasn't home. You know, yeah. I'm from Paisley. My my wife's from Paisley. Like that was always like where we were going to end up settling down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Inverness was just a bit too far. It was a great job, but it was just a bit too far from my friends and family, basically. Um, so that was kind of how we ended up back where we are now. And it was kind of the idea of how the brewery came about, because very rarely do jobs come up in Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> or, because there's not that many breweries to begin with. True. And, and all the major cities, the jobs kind of get jumped on straight away. So it was kind of like, and I've always had that feeling that I wanted to do more brewery at some point. Um, probably didn't. Like the best time because of COVID and everything, but we're, we're still doing really well actually. So it's it's kind of been a bit of an uphill battle with stuff that's been happening, but it's we're we, we're constantly growing, so it's so it's good. Yeah, so kind of the that's dream. awesome. The other, yeah. the other bit, the other bit, I was interested in why the name two times down. So right, the names, the names, basically, it's a couple of things. The idea was that we were. That we were all two towns down from Paisley because we were always wanting to try to get back to Paisley. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also, Paisley's two towns down from Glasgow. So there's Renfrew in between, which is another town, and then there's Paisley. So it was kind of like a double mean. It was kind of trying to show that we were contra- the idea that we started contract brewing, but we're you know, coming home eventually. That's good. I like. I always like when a, a kind of brewery name has. A meaning and has multiple meanings behind it. It's um, it's always nice to hear a story behind the name. And obviously, if you've never seen a two town down can, um, you'll recognise them relatively quickly once you see one can. They've all got the paisley pattern uh, all over the can, which I love. That's really nice. I really, really, really nice touch. Um, and everyone from a distance, you could be like, oh, they're all the same. 
yeah, because you see the pace of the pattern, but you've obviously you've changed the, the patterns up a wee bit, different colours and stuff. So, can wise look awesome? It just yeah, it's something that people always say to us. They you know they really like the brand and they like the the pattern. And it is it's kind of part of part of Paisley's heritage and part of my family heritage as well. Like a lot of my grandparents worked in the mills, and it's what yeah. Paisley was known for. Um, so it kind of felt felt like a a cool way to be have your colourful can like everybody has, but in a way that it's a bit more meaningful. Yeah. yeah. I guess. So, yeah, it works for us. It's all very it's well good. standing out, but doing it for the right reasons as well. It's good. Yeah, well, I think it's the thing. It's just it's, it's such a bit, especially when we started, it went a wee bit more simplistic now with can design, but when we started, everybody had colourful cans. That was just the thing. Right. And I thought, how can we do this, but a bit different and a bit, with a bit more meaning to it than just, you know, a cartoon or whatever, you know, like... Like so, we kind of thought, well, we could do it with a pattern, and it gives us uniformity as well across the range. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like a billboard effect if it's mm-hmm. on the shelf together, you know. It's cool because it builds like a bit of brand awareness, some brand loyalty, and things as well. You know, you, it stands out. Um, but like you say, if you're walking past uh, in a bottle shop and you were had, had tried, you know, the the five hundred five before or something like that, and you'd be thinking. Oh, there's a, that's a different colour, oh, and you know your eyes are naturally drawn to it, so it's yeah. cool. What's the yeah, uh, that's ba- what's the batch size and stuff that you're potentially so, got, well when you get going when you're going to be brewing and and stuff like so that. So we are we're now ten heck, um, okay. which is a good size for us, thousand yeah. liters, um, and it's yeah we're kind of mostly in towards can, but a wee bit of keg, and it's it's quite a good size for us. When we were doing the contract brewing, I always felt like the batches were a bit too big, mm-hmm. and then. We started doing a wee bit of brewing ourselves and the batches were far too small. And we always ran out of beer and we never had any, anywhere near yeah. it. But now I think that's a good middle ground where we can we can bring out enough new beers, we can still do a kind of core range. We only have like a two-beer core range just now. We've got Back to 505, which is our paleo, and we've got Belter, which is our lager. And then the rest of it is all kind of one-offs. Um, yeah. Not necessarily one-offs, but one once a year. We might bring it back in a little bit. Really. Yeah. Um, there's a few that we probably should bring back because people keep on asking about them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and it's kinda hard to be like, No, you're not getting it. <laughs> no doing it again, no doing it again. We'll give you money. Ah oh, man, okay maybe. <laughs> so can I go full circle and Mark's kinda initial uh, question? Obviously I thought it was sorry. a different brewery, I thought it was two towns down. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> and I'm not even a dad. <laughs> 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 that is shitey. That was shitey. Ah, I was pissed. Nah, good, mate. Fucking unreal you are. <laughs> 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 to go back to Mark's initial question uh, of how things are at the moment, like I said, you're doing some contract brewing and stuff. Um, what is the situation at the moment? Obviously, we know we, you've told us that you're, you're going into a 10, 10 heck kit. Um, so, obviously, I, by the sounds of that, I assume there's a move presently happening. happening. Yeah, yeah. So, it was actually over, over Christmas and New Year basically just mad dash before Christmas and then a wee bit in between Christmas and year um, to get moved to Paisley. So we're now um, right in this, basically in the centre of Paisley, back Sneddon Street, which is just it's just a stone's throw from the train station, Gilmore Street, the main train station in Paisley. And the plan is there that we're going to have the brewery, but we're also going to have a tap room and a wee bit of a kind of bottle shop as well. Um, nice. Kind of awesome. Some... some other good breweries and kind of like get do a wee bit of a bottle shop type thing. Um, 
and yeah, the main thing will be the tap room as well. Um, so we've got we've got the bar and stuff. We're kind of working on the rest of it at the moment. Um, yeah. And then it's uh, the main thing was getting the brewing going, which is just about kind of get going, and then we can work around the tap room and get that up and running. It's just going to be awesome, like having like done some work in it, Paisley, uh, like and like some bars and all the rest of it too. But like having that high street vibe where you can walk in off the train into. And I know there's a couple of bars in and around that area. I'm not going to name them for obvious reasons, but um, that you can. But knowing that you've got like straight off the train into like craft beer tap room where you know the beer's been brewed behind the wall or behind the whatever it is, you know, it's just yeah. the freshest of fresh, and that's pro. That's like awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be good, and it's it's you know it's really accessible from Glasgow. It's accessible from whatever, but I think there's a market in Paisley as well. Yeah, there's a real shift happened in the last wee while where people are starting to promote sure. stuff, and we're the first brewery in Paisley for 120 years. Wow! Wow! Cool. Okay. So, awesome. <laughs> so it's quite That's, a big, quite a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal for me personally as well because I was yeah, yeah. hometown, and this is yeah, it's a really nice feeling to be. It's it's really funny you said that because one of the things I'd written down here was the Paisley beer scene, and um, I know that like. It's something that I'm obviously aware, like aware of, in terms of how I'm not say affluent, but like there is far more like trendy bars or trendy spots, and people are looking to drink um, the non-traditional lager, if that's the best way to put it, and are are looking at um, you know tr- trying new things and, and stuff like that. And that was one thing I was going to ask you about. It's just since you know when you've obviously you grew up in Paisley, you've obviously moved away and all the rest of it, and the differences that you've noticed obviously coming back and 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 people sort of drinking habits in terms of craft beer yeah yeah it's definitely changed quite a bit um yeah. i remember when i so when i used to live in paisley the paisley beer festival camera always have used to have a paisley beer festival in the town hall um it hasn't happened for the last couple of years because the town hall's been getting renovated I'm um, not sure if it's coming back or what's going to happen with that. Hopefully, it does. I think it's in a. I think it's in April. And, oh no, that's that's the food and drink festival. Oh, take, oh sorry. So no. they do like a Paisley food and drink festival, which we're going to be at as well. With, oh, cool. And we're going to put in there as well, which will be good. Um, that's that's a great event. That's an amazing event. But they also yeah. used to do a beer festival as well in the town hall. And at one point, it was one of the biggest in um, Scotland. I think biggest in Scotland at one point. Mm. Um, but. The very strange thing was you had the three days of loads and loads of beer available and it was very busy and very popular. And then the rest of the time, there was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very strange. I never really understood it. Um, But that's starting to change. That is really starting to change. There's a lot. There's a few few cocktail bars that are starting to open up. There's we've got a a local gig venue. It's a community-run thing called The Bungalow. Mm Mm-hmm. Some really really cool acts into the into the town, and they've got our beer on tap. So there's a, they've awesome. been with us. So there's a lot of a lot of people looking at it a bit more seriously. Um, so yeah, it's, it's you can t- you can kind of tell the the town's getting a bit hip. It's getting a bit hip and a bit a bit more like somewhere that people want to go to rather than just jump yeah. into Glasgow. Where all the knuckleheads go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. Fucking wow. How you found the? Uh, how's the reaction been in the community and stuff? How's the yeah, feedback been? 
It's been really great. Yeah, it's been amazing. We were in the paper, we were in the Paisley Daily Express last week, and yeah, just there's been people just turning up just to say hello, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just kind of looking about as if what is this, um, which is really good. Um, and yeah, and we've kind of we've kind of tried to harness that a wee bit by doing the Paisley Craft Beer Festival that we're doing on the eleventh of March. Um, to kind of be like, it's a good way of getting everybody together, everybody that's kind of interested can come and can have a bit of a party and kind of launch it, you know. Um, so that that's at 11th of March in Coates Memorial Church, which is just off. It's it's a church that's now a, a wedding venue. It's a beautiful, just a huge um, old church. And that's going to be, we're going to be having a beer festival there on 11th of March. It's just off the high street as well, so it's really accessible. Awesome. You know, is that a, a, a ticketed event? Yeah, yeah, so we'll get tickets on uh, our website, just two times down slash events, two times down dot com slash events. Yeah, get um, there, and we've got, we haven't announced the breweries yet, mm. but I could tell you some of them if you have them now. If you oh, oh, yes. Exclusive. Exclusive. So we're um, we still waiting a few confirming, but so far we've got Upfront, Dead End, Simple Things, Duke It. Culloch from Perth, they're good friends of ours, and Will's a good guy. Um, and Spectra, Shulhan. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was talking to him all day and I was like, how exactly do you see it? Spectra, <laughs> um, So that it t- it's all kind of local. local guy. That's awesome. Um, and it's all tends to be kind of small guys like myself. Mm. And I tried to keep it to kind of Give us more guys a go and they make yeah, yeah. amazing interest in beers, these guys. So oh. it'll give us a good a good range of some accessible beers and also some really interesting stuff as well. Yeah. I, I think that's so, it's so important that they like without bit the smaller breweries all kind of stick together because like, you know, the Glasgow beer scene is like you say has taken off and <clears throat> I was in uh, Cool Shipyard was that just last week and they'd done like a Glasgow takeover and that was really cool to see as well because it was the all all these and Duke it and I was I met Phil and that and STF in there and, and I'm like, you know, it's just nice to see these breweries being showcased and like you say, having a festival where people can come and meet people from the brewery because most people go at these things and allow them to kind of really showcase because the 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 range in beer, even this, the, the, the uh, breweries that you mentioned, you know, everyone for, you know, like Duke it and, you know, Harry will come up with some big, dirty, westy, what was that, the Cone Zone that you had last week? The Cone yeah. Zone I had last week, yeah, it was superb. Um, and I know, obviously, like Phil and you and the STF, like everything traditional, it could be a big export or a, you know, a 70 shilling or something weird and wonderful <laughs> that they've put a funky spin on. Um, and, and that's just, it's, it's just a great, uh, it just shows you how awesome the the beer scene is in the west of Scotland, and you know you really like. I know you've went up Perth and that as well, but it's just a snippet. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and they're all great guys. You know, with the kind of I've known them all for quite a long time now, so it's it's be good to just get us all together. Bit of an event. It's just, I think it, it, it's really, like Mark, you're saying there, to give the smaller guys a wee bit of exposure. Um, I know the likes of us, when we go to beer festivals, I mean, I know me anyway, I, I don't always go to the bigger breweries. I want, I want to find 
the wee, the wee one in the corner who doesn't been, I've never heard of before or I've never tried, I've heard them but I've never got a chance to try their beers before and then I can go through a couple of them, smash them out and go like, you know what? Love them and now next time I see you I'll pick you up. I've maybe been apprehensive before to pick your beers up but being at a beer festival, pick them up. Great opportunity, talk to the brewery and then next time I see you on the shelf I'm picking the beers up. Is it going to be, um, or is it going to be like a pay at the bar sort of thing? Not like a we are beer, you pay a ticket and then it's... No, no, just just pay at the bar type. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so we'll get... So, so it's ticketed 12, 12, it's £12 with the event, right, please. Yeah. You get a pint of our beer with that and we'll have entertainment as well. And it's awesome. Good that's good value, actually. Yeah, that's cracking value. Um, and I, I think that's important because, obviously, these events, you know, we've... we've We've spoke about the whole festival thing before and the two difference. You know, when you go and you're buying beer, you're probably a little bit more picky in terms of what you choose and you're a wee bit more diligent with your, you know, whereas when you're at these We Are Beer events and you've paid your 70 quid or whatever it is up front, you tend just to be like, I'm getting my money's worth tonight. And, you know, and you you tend to come (laughs) home with... You can't come home with a rucksack of with 14 (laughs) tinnies in it, Gavi. (laughs) So... (laughs) But that is cool because, yes. and also, uh, it gives it means the money's going to the the brewers as well. Yeah. Which well, is, that that was the big thing for us. Awesome. Is we need it to be good for the breweries as well, you know, because it's, it's money going into their pockets that means they can, you know, they can keep on making the beer that they they make. Totally. That yeah. makes sense. It, so it's uh, yeah, that was because beer festivals been really good to us. We've done a lot of the kind of. Circuit, you know, we do the kind of Glasgow rugby club circuit, yeah, type of thing, and it's been a really good. It's kept kept us going and really, you know, let us buy extra tanks and that type of thing. It's made a big difference to the company, so I wanted to kind of try and do that for everybody else as well. Those uh, some of those rugby events are awesome. We done the uh, done the is it the Gifnock Rugby Club or whatever it was last year, and it was the first time I'd went uh, and was like pouring lager. And I have never poured so many pints of lager in like five hours <laughs> I did at this event. I was like, and the, the boss was like, we took something like, was it eight fifties or something like that of lager? And he was like, we took four last year and we sold out. And so I'll double up this year. And honestly, I got to like one o'clock and it was like, uh, you may have to go to Livingston to pick up more beer. Like, Holy <laughs> man, how is that impossible? We had but, that with Shawlins. Shawlins, we nearly ran out. Um, yeah. The, the, the one on their pitches, and we nearly ran out. It's cool. Uh, White Craig's as well. White Craig's a really good one. It's a bit quieter, White Craig's, than the other two bigger ones, but it was really nice, kind of chilled out vibe. Um, yeah. It's a bit more the, family. And I, I, I know, you, like, those sort of events, like, you know, the. In like the in the community and the the rugby clubs are obviously really big with stuff like that about events and everyone we've done before we you know they had the shows and the like music was playing and it was like a proper it was like a wee day out basically um so that is cool um I suppose like coming back to um the the tap room and stuff when are you expecting doors to be open and so we're- Hoping March. Okay. Just don't hold me to that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that depends on me and my dad doing loads of nights and weekends and whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just up until I'm the only official employee, basically. Um, my dad and my wife and my mum all chip in. But yeah. 
So it's kind of like a, it's a case of like how many weekends and nights can you f- <laughs> fall down sort of thing. Um, <laughs> Just had your head to the rotor. Yeah, basically it's like, Dad, right, we're doing this night, right, we're doing it. <laughs> like, usually, to be, to be fair, my dad, it's usually not me bugging him, it's him phoning me and going, right, we're doing it tonight? All right, okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> he he likes, That's uh, a good thing you have. That's how it means. He was an engineer in a past life, life, so he loves tinkering away with all the brewing stuff and that type of thing, so. Ah, good, 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 good. Um, Sandy, well, I'll give you a break for a minute, um, because we're obviously you're answering our questions, love them. We're really enjoying the chat. Um, I, I, I asked you before, um, we started recording, <laughs> um, to give us a hop that you've enjoyed working with. Typically, you said the one we've already done in Sabro, um, but we managed to get to one that we haven't done yet in our cone zone, um, that we mentioned, and we've, we've named. I'll keep. I'll try and f- I'll, get, I'll get a jingle. I'll get a jingle at some point. Um, but we're going over <clears> to the Cohen Zone with uh, Scott McMahon, who's going to t- tell us all about Columbus. Yeah, it's a hop. hop. So far as I've got, <laughs> I'm looking it up in my mind in the the uh, the uh, encyclopedia that lives there, just to see Aye. exactly what it is. I tell you, there's no one there. No, very much. There's no knuckleheads live there. That's <laughs> this is actually grew arms and legs. This, isn't it? <laughs> uh, just, 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 when, when have you ever said that? We've been pals for twenty five years. <laughs> knuckleheads. Where it came from? But well, it was it's a polite phrase rather than the phrase I would normally say. We're in company for change. But the, but aye. The normal phrase sounds normal. Knuckleheads sounds weird, and we're just going to slag you for it. Yeah, I'm going to keep like anyway. Sandy, right. your your first beer at that new kit, knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. <laughs> no, but I, well, I'm go, I'll get to it in a minute. I've noticed that I've noticed a wee theme with the names. So I'm getting to that in a minute. I've wrote, I've written it down. It, it'll be a, a an Umbongo inspired lilt flavoured but no uh, little <laughs> apparently, apparently according to this thing I've just looked up in my very brain right this second <laughs> this day Columbus hot feels a bit like some high intrigue spy or political thriller it's a plan <laughs> fuck's sake apparently all centres around about this this kind of um, shady chap called Charles Zimmerman right. uh, so Chuck oh nice uh, working for the USDA hot breeding programme uh, based in Oregon, um, smaller collection of material and processor. 1979, Zimmerman retires from his position at processor, but there isn't really anyone to take over, apparently. Um, this fear drove Zimmerman to move some of his work to his own home. So he tenies his work. He walked in one day and said, right, I'm jacking it, I'm taking my plants with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, taking my plants with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, basically... It's the reason that that becomes important for things like hops is obviously when you're doing propagation and things like that with any plants, if you're taking it out of where it should be and taking it to where you are, there's obviously differences are going to appear in the the gubbins and all yes. the details and mm-hmm. the grass chromatography and all that kind of stuff that comes into it. There's also mentions of hops that I have no idea about, one called Tomahawk, which I've yeah. never come across before. That's what I was going to talk about, is saying... So it used to be Columbus is an old school hop. Yes. But it's but I think it's underrated, right? And it used to be if when you were looked on in homebrew, because I, I I was a big homebrewer like mm-hmm. eight years ago or so. 
and it was a uh, American homebrew recipes. First, you had to get your head round ounces and what the hell that was. But after that, <laughs> CTZ, and I'd be like, what the hell is this hop, CCZ? And you try searching it, and you can never find it. But what it is, is it's got three names. The same hop has got three names. So it's called Columbus, Tomahawk, and Zeus. It was the same thing. Mm. But I don't know, trademarks or something. But everybody, it would always be CTZ, and you'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but everybody used it back back in the kind of like Westy, West Coast IPA kind of days. Yeah. Really commonly used, and it's kind of went out of fashion. But I think it's pretty good, and it's uh, let's not bring it into fashion because it's cheaper. Let's <laughs> not, not do that. So do you tend to use it? Delete all this. I just leave it, leave it lying <laughs> on the outskirts where we can get like all, all of it readily and, and uh, cheaply. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you tend to use it in the like for bittering? Because I know it's a dual. Yeah, or, or it's dual, dual, it dual use. So yeah, we do use it for quite a lot of bittering. Um, uh, but they, you, at first we just used it for whirlpool additions, really, and it was we were getting a really good flavour from it. And I thought, I wonder what happened if I dry hot with it, and actually it, it worked out really well. So yeah. use it as a kind of it's not the main hop, but it's kind of like in the background, just as yeah. a kind of support for the rest of the hops, and it, it works really well in that in that capacity. So what what, what um, flavour does it does it bring into the beer? I know you said it's a background, but it obviously brings yeah. some aspects. It's, it's a bit like Citra, but a bit, it's somewhere in between Citra, Citra and Cascade, I tend to think. Hmm. Um, so it's not it's not quite as fruity as Citra, but it's not quite as kind of herbal as, as, the Cas- as Cascade is, which is weird saying that, because Cascade used to be the fruity one, and now it's not. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, Crazy. it's a bit more herbal compared to your Citra, your Mosaic, or your, or your Sabro, that I wanted to. <laughs> I um, wanted to talk about Slabro. The one I wanted to talk about. Uh, that was last week. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> Anything else, Tad Gill? Any other history notes? Nothing history wise. The kind of the subs you would use. You've got Chinook in there for a uh, Galena Millennium Nugget um, kind of examples. They're all American examples, so anything. Anything UK, um, you know, it's just kind of stalwart, and and it's like you said, it's old school, but it's Aye. for that reason, it's also excellent. Um, there's a reason why when it crops up, people get kind of excited for, especially those that have been drinking craft beer for a longer, the longer time, kind of mm-hmm. get excited when they see it because they don't as often anymore because it's like you know, in vogue, is it? It's yeah, I think craft beer goes through kind of trends. Yeah. It's nice to kind of fight against those trends a wee bit and be like, remember that? Good. You liked it before. That's all. It's it's weird that, like, it's like the three that stand out to me. I'm a big Westy guy. It's like Columbus, Centennial, and Cascade. And when I see them and I'm thinking, yes, these are the the flavours I want in beer are like, if the brewer has done a good job and those three are on a can or a bottle somewhere, you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to get some kind of citrusy, earthy, resiny pine aspect and I'm I'm on it a win, that's for sure. So, So, and the the, the end of the story basically with the patter, the kind of intrigue is Big Chuck, he buggered (laughs) off for Hot, he buggered off for Hot Union. Right. And what obviously he left some stuff there. They tried to patent it as as Columbus. He then patented the same thing 
as uh, Yakima Chief called Tomahawk. And then obviously you've got the Zeus angle coming in for somewhere, some other bugger that tried to copy it. Um, patent, Zeus was patented by Hopsteiner. So you've got three companies over the same stuff. All patents. <laughs> same thing <laughs> under a different name, but it's exactly the same. And as you say, that's why everybody was calling it CTZ. So there you go. Zeus and Tomahawk. I don't know what one I like better out of Columbus, Zeus and Tomahawk. Uh, I don't know. I know, Tomahawk. I think, I think Tomahawk's better than Columbus. I quite like the Tomahawk. Definitely. Yeah. Tomahawk Columbus seems to have, be, have won out, but I think Tomahawk's better. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like Columbus. This is pretty good too, right now. So, hmm. like Columbus has got like the historical, like, you know, the, that pattern to it. Whereas, you're like, you know, I'm throwing some Zeus in this, and you're like, fuck it, right, that sounds awesome. I mean, just do that, just think about it, Every single hot called Columbus thing. If it was called <laughs> Zeus, would just the would just be fucking somebody throwing lightning bolts at a brook at every time right. at a pint glass. <laughs> that would just be the, <laughs> the obvious canart. Um, <laughs> and then certain Chicago-based ice hockey teams would be getting on at you if it was called Tomahawk. So yes, they certainly would. They certainly would. Uh, thanks for that, Scott. Appreciate that. Um, Cones on. Asked for you guys, but all the listeners wanted more cones on, wanted to know more about hops and hop profiles. It's far easier when we do it with the brewer on, actually, because I just say two sentences and then yeah. <laughs> somebody that knows what they're doing immediately jumps in and says, holy fuck, he's awful. That worked, that worked. Make, let, let, me, let me make he's sense. He's done well with the Chuck thing. I didn't know anything about Chuck. No, no, Big Chuck Z. Big Chuck. <laughs> Big Chuck Z. <laughs> so there you go. If you, if you call a beer Chuck Z, it's got to have Columbus in it. Or Tomahawk <laughs> or Zeus. Or Tom Walker's just uh, talking about a nice wee segue there for me. Talk about beer names. Uh, I've noticed a little trend um, with your beer names, and I suspect some of your favourite bands are the likes of Arctic Monkeys, uh, Libertines, um, and uh, your man Jerry Cinnamon. Because um, I've noticed a couple of the beer names are names of songs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. No, that's the that's the theme. Um, Fuck yes. Really, it was a bit of a. It came about kind of weirdly, to be honest. They just we are one of our, our the guy who does our can design work. A guy called Eric Porter, who's amazing. He's great. Union Creative. He's good. Big shout out to him. He's great. Um, and basically, I went to him and said, "Look, I won't pay the partner on the cans. I don't yeah. know what else. But I won't pay the partner on the can." And he he's kind of done everything else. So he says thanks to him that it, that it looks good. Um, but when he done the mock ups. He just happened to do it. I think he was talking to some of his mates who were into indie stuff and they said, oh, we love that. And he just happened to use indie song titles. Yeah. I, quite, I like indie music anyway. That's kind of... I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite eclectic in what I like in music-wise, but that's my kind of one of my favourite. That's my jam. Uh, here's, here's, here's a fun here's a fun wee game, which I've just come up in the spot. Um, Mark Dixon, out of the, the bands I just named, um, Back to 505 is done by which band? Uh, Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, fair play. I'll give you that one. Uh, don't look back into the sun. Uh, the other one that wasn't a Jerry Cinnamon. Mm. Right, well played. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you. I feel like you googled that before. No, no. You know I'm no. I don't cheat when it comes to stuff like that. I'm. I'm happy to admit I have zero knowledge of anything that has a guitar in it. Like I'm all all game for that. So. Which has surprised me how the, the you, you got two out of three and you well, probably... To be honest that. with you, I know the, the, what do you call him, Jerry Cinnamon's the belter dude. Well, that's you know what I mean. I skipped that. And uh, 
and then it's 50-50 after that, surely. So. True that, true that. I did make it quite easy for you, didn't I? You did. So, <laughs> you Bastard. <laughs> Bastard. What's the, what's the next, what uh, is the future hold in terms of beer names uh, with uh, bands, obviously, and in general uh, for Two Towns Down, what should we look out for? So we've got a New England IPA that'll be coming out in March, and that's going to be called This Is The One. Um, so we've done it last year. We done it, yeah, but just in keg for festivals. And I was kind of kicking myself I didn't put it in can because it tastes really good and everybody was saying, oh, you got any cans of this? <laughs> so we're going to put that right, put it in cans, get some kegs as well for festivals. Um, and then we've got a peach sour coming up, which is yet to be named. And a apricot sour as well, which is... Chuck Z. <laughs> That's part of the reason that we use uh, song titles as well is because, especially when I was like, when I was making new beers for other people, it was like, it almost took, well, it took longer to come up with the name of the beer than it did to come up with the actual beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just second nature coming up with a beer, but it's like, oh, what are we going to call it? So that's partly why I've just, it's just been song titles, because we listen to music in the brewery and we go, oh, that'll be good for that. Sometimes we try and put a bit of meaning in there sometimes. Yeah. Out before that was called Diamonds in the Mud, and we'll try and have it like something like it's kind of, it's got a meaning to it. Um, but not always. Sometimes it's just random. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep I'll keep my eye out for the for the the baby shark or anything like that. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask about the peach sour. Like, so obviously, that, peach is one of those fruits that is like I want to say difficult to get f- like the flavour into a liquid. I think is the the easiest way to put it. So one. Is it is the beer sour? Like, and how did you sour it? As well, that's two questions. Sorry, and then is it proper peachy? Is the third question? <laughs> so I'm done with that. <laughs> um, so it's soured. We used um, we used a yeast. It's like a souring yeast rather than actual like bacillus type thing. So it's yeah. one of these sort of sours. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sour. It's not overly sour. It's kind of a bit like. Dessert sourry, so it's sweet and sour, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a wee bit of wee bit of uh, vanilla in there as well, and a bit of like kind of creaminess. So the idea is it's kind of peaches and cream type, yeah. And it's yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's coming through pretty peachy. Um, it's got loads of peach. In it. I was going to say, is it peach like, <laughs> like was it just? Oh, like peach, I was going to say extract there, that's where I was going in my head, but was it like um, um, like just full peach in the in the boil and the mash or whatever? Or? Uh, so just peach peach puree, essentially, post fermentation added, um, and well, not quite post fermentation, kind of mid fermentation, so you ferment away the sugars of the peach. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but then we keep the sugar in with some lactose and some malted extract and that type of thing to kind of bulk it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of dessert sour type. Okay, nice. We're going for, whereas the apricot's a bit more sour. There's no really. Mm-hmm. A, no. Oh, so it's not peach and apricot. It's two separate. No, sours. two separate. Two separate. Ah, okay, got you. Yeah. Right, sorry, I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah. how's the apricot coming in? So apricot's even more of a challenging one, I would have said, to get flavour from. Yeah, can be, no? can be. Yeah, it's um, it's works really well with sour beer though. For some mm-hmm. reason, I mean. It's, Classic example is lambic, which you know 
Yeah, yeah. We're not aspiring to those heights, but <laughs> we're trying to get somewhere <laughs> close. Um, but it's um, yeah, it works really well with um, apricot, and it's bit, that's why we've went a bit more into sour because it really sour really works with apricot. With mm. it, I think a bit of sourness with the peach just keeps it refreshing and keeps it, keeps it quite quench, quench, quenching, quenchable. I think so people, I think, I, there's certain fruits like Mark was saying, peach, peach can be quite, and we say, we say that quite often, it's quite difficult to get the flavour out, but I think what, what I really mean when I say that, what I mean is like, when, when you taste something like a peach yogurt or, or, you know, a peach sweetie or something like that, doesn't it taste like a peach? It tastes what somebody thinks you sh- a peach That's should it. taste like. Yeah. You know, it's artificial and, and, you know, if you were to go have one of them and then go and bite into a peach, it wouldn't taste anything like, you know, so your beer, your beer, I'm, I'm quite confident that your beer will taste as, as it should. It should taste like a peach, but it might not taste like that artificial what peach flavour that we're all it. used to, you know, so. <laughs> you get the same thing with bananas. Watermelons as well, you know, the number of, the number of times we've had a watermelon sour or a watermelon IPA or something like that and it you know I, I don't like the taste of watermelon anyway, but but that kinda of, that kind of artificial watermelon that you get in sweeties and, and desserts and all that kind of stuff, it isn't it what you get when you taste a watermelon. So, you know, what you, you tell me that jolly you tell me the jolly ranchers are not the main supplier of the watermelons, like watermelons. I'm just I'm thinking of the Campino sweeties you used to get ages like they mm. did they did peaches and cream kind of Campinos. Right. That's what I was thinking when you mentioned kind of peaches and. Uh, so hopefully it's better. <laughs> hopefully it's like down Oh fuck! I didn't remember them. Actually. Uh, I remember they, they did the strawberry. Strawberry ones were the main favourite. Yeah. Swirls. White and white and red swirls. Aye. Aye. Peaches I and like Campinos. Them. They were good. But it's a weird one that they candies have made. So when I used to work at the bar, loads of people, when they tried sour beer, would be like, oh, it's quite sweet. But it was really sour. It wasn't sweet at all. Yeah. And I think it's because of the Haribo tanned plastics type thing. Aye. Sour with sweet because of of that. (laughs) That's really interesting you say that because I love sour sweeties. I do not like sour beer. Like, as in like, so... I will try sour beer, but it, like the boys will tell you, I'm like, it's like nah, time. nah, nah, nah. But I appreciate the skill and that and all that to go in and <clears throat> to create that. But like you said, it might be that the beer is sometimes like sweeter rather than sour or or, or that vice versa. And you think my, my brain is like, nah, I'm expecting the the cherry of the fantastic box that I'm used to eating rather than you know the. Style and the beer. That's, that's quite an interesting. Thing. No, it's a weird thing. It's a weird, weird, weird thing. People, oh, it's dead sweet. And you're like, it's no, so not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it was like back. I mean, this is like stuff that wasn't even. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't like meant to taste anything like sweet. But they're still like, oh, so it's quite sweet. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Taste buds, sorry, Gav. Uh, taste no, buds sorry. on, like, for, uh, like, when you're doing these tastings, you're putting beer out, uh, you've got to take everything with a bit of a pinch of salt in a way because everybody's taste buds are so different. And it's something that 
I, I find fascinating that, you know, when we see this a lot, there's the four of us, we put the same beer in front of us and you've got maybe three different takes on it and, oh, I love that, nah, that's this and that, or I'm getting grassy, I'm getting sweet, I'm getting savoury, I'm getting bitter, whatever. And, you know, as a brewer, you've kind of just got to be like, oh, well, this is what I'm thinking, like, this is what I'm going for. In my head, I think it tastes like that, it smells like that. I'm going with it and there's going to be people that are going to agree with me and there's going to be people that are going to be like, you've missed the mark so far on this because, you know, and you've just got to live, like, I suppose, live with that and kind of make your peace, I suppose. Is that right? I mean, last thing, I think everybody, everybody goes about it that way. Even if there's a team of you, the team likes it, so you put it out. Yeah. And some other people might not like it, but if you, probably other people are going to like it. And I think that's the big thing with craft beer is it's not, it's not supposed to be mass appeal for everyone. Yeah. Beers that you won't like and there's some beers you'll love, you know, and I always feel like if some people don't hate it, then nobody's going to love it. Mm. <laughs> if you go at yeah. it thinking I'm going to please everybody here, it'll be shite. Yeah. Like if you go into it with that mindset, if you go into it with that, that mindset, it'll no work because you'll be, you'll, you'll try to put every slider in the middle, which will no, it'll no, never work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way when it's a craft process. Yeah, and there's so much that goes into what you actually taste at the time that you're tasting as well. Right. Totally. Before, I mean, what time of day it is, what mood you're in as well. Mm -hmm. If you're in a bad mood, something don't taste as good as when you're in a good mood. It's just, mm -hmm. it's really, really interesting. The actual, like, a lot of the, some of the bigger breweries put real, a lot of effort into making it into their sensory panels. And yeah. You, you, you go into a room that's got a blue light, so there's nothing, there's nothing affecting you light-wise. They try in the morning because your taste buds are better in the morning and they don't want you to vent. Yeah, I knew, I knew there was a reason why I drank beer in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good excuse to drink beer in the morning. Doesn't it? No, no coffee. Yeah, no coffee officer, my taste so yeah you're not allowed any coffee, it. not allowed, not even allowed to put on aftershave because that can throw you off, like that type of stuff. Or perfume or... So it's, Cal, uh, Cal it's that's your dream job, mate. No, no showers, no aftershave, no coffee. Just drink <laughs> beer, mate, you're in. Just drink beer for the first time in the morning. <laughs> sounds like a dream to me. Sounds like a dream to me, definitely. Um, one last thing I've got written down. Um, odd question, as a question. It's uh, something I've weirdly thought about all day. Um, so it is uh, the football transfer deadline day. Um, and I'm going to get funny looks after guys when I, when, when I said that, and I know I would. Um, but, Sandy, if you could pick uh, any beer in the world and transfer it into a, a two-town-down two down can and label and say that you made it. Essentially, what is your favourite beer and what beer do you wish that you made that somebody else has made, but you wish you did it? And you can, we'll go, like, for example, say you made putty instead of verdant, for example. Okay. Right. Did, did, that, did that concept um, work? Or is that not the case? That makes, uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I can understand. Okay, like, so... If we could transfer a beer and make sure and, and say two times down, make this beer and not X other X other brewery, which beer are you picking? Phantom on its day. Phantom saison when it's when it's good. Because oh. Phantom saison is a bit of a roulette. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's like a saison, but it's got a lot of mixed it's milk mixed fermentation. Um, and when it's good, it's amazing. I mean, it's not so good. It's fine. It's still really nice season but it, when you get it and it's it's had a it's had a couple of years in the bottle and it's maybe been a wee bit of a hard temperature and it's just like yeah tons of fruit 
um, from just from the east and just from the uh, Brenham Ices. It's, uh, yeah, so probably that. But if it's just like a beer that you can make, and it's like you know, it's always going to taste the same. <laughs> then probably, probably Colonel, Colonel, not necessarily table beer. Probably one of these, but table beer about there as well. That was so funny. As soon as you said that, Gav, the first beer that came to mind was like, I just want the table beer for Colonel. <laughs> like, I think it's like a small lot. Yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful beer. And it's, it and I kind of like, we do, we do a bit of more out there stuff, but we, we kind of like, I like beers that are drinkable and full of flavour. Yeah. But, you know, you can kind of, Drink them without thinking about them as well, which I think is it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that's no. a good thing. No, and then, then there's a place for your big double IPs and your big deepers and all that. And we do we do do that, and I do enjoy them. But yeah, I think if if you're going to pick a beer that you're always going to enjoy, it's it's something like that. Good answers. I like it. I was going to say there's something for those kind of beers, though, isn't there? That are just like. You, you've thought about it the first time you've tried it. You've obviously loved it. You go back and back and back, and it's just, you know, it does what you want every single time. There's nothing. It doesn't have to be overly fancy. It could be, you know, middle of the road table session lager, whatever it is. But you just, um, and those are the beers that are your, you know, your fridge fillers as such that yeah. that allow you to, <clears throat> you know, because you're probably the same. Like you know, when you're when you're Deep involved with the craft beer world, like there's beers and we're talked about the hype trains every couple of weeks, and you want to try and grab the taste and all the rest of it. And sometimes you're like, right, I need to review that. I better write some notes down on that. And you're drinking it and writing or whatever. Like sometimes you're just like, fuck all that. Let me just sit here and drink beer and <laughs> enjoy it for w- what it is. So I think that that's the thing. Like, um, I mean. Because I work in it, I suppose I could really at this point. But you can make, you can almost make it work. <laughs> you can make it too much that you're like overthinking it. Oh, right. Just thinking, I'm having a beer here and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't, you, know, you don't always need to overanalyze everything. You know. We were talking about. Do you do any cask beer at all? We were talking we about cask. No, we don't at the moment. Um, it's something I would like to do. Yeah. But I'm just trying to work out the logistics of how we do it because. No. Just for the size, it's basically basically the problem is you've got to get your cast and you've got to have a certain amount of cast to get to be able to do a whole batch. Yeah, of work to get get the groundwork of that sorted, and then I would like some cask, but I don't want to do a lot of it. I can't. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's something. Obviously, I'm dealing with work and that, but we were talking about like with the the boys um, and going out. Um, I've got a couple of obviously bars in <clears throat> Edinburgh that I visit quite frequently and the cast selection now is just like it's phenomenal and I'm thinking like I don't want to say like cask is like we were just talking about easy drinking not having to think about it like some of these beers yeah. you're, you're going to think about it but just you know like you know when I think of a cask like good cask beer I'm thinking of just something that is easy palatable and you're getting the full sort of shebang from what the brewer's looking for. As long as it's been kept properly and you don't get a yeah. wee bit of a skunky number, which is uh, the risk you take, I suppose, but uh, um, when it's done properly and stored properly, that's uh, a win. Uh, well, that's the thing. We would like, that, that's the plan, would be do it, but do it on a small scale, not do it too big and pick where we want to put it. You know, give it to people who are going to keep it well. 
and then not necessarily people that aren't going to keep up. <laughs> but there are some great bars out there that keep cash really well, especially in Edinburgh. It's great for that. Oh, it's also as well. With more and more bars starting to take cash. Definitely. We're going to try and get some cask in the tap room as well because then we can kind of control it ourselves, which is definitely that's the way to go. It's as close to home as you can get there, isn't it? You do, it's not going, yeah. not going anywhere. It's just and it lets you you control it. You do what you like, and if you notice it's no great, you just go. Oh, well, well, that's the cask isn't going on the day. Then we'll go with we'll go with someone else. Um, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely the craft beersman beerman's answer to the question. If you'd ask somebody like pilot or something like that, they just say Budweiser. Fucking Budweiser. And you saw their their tweet today about um this mark another transfer deadline day going past with the ABN Bev <laughs> coming <laughs> in the, 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 the bid the bid the, the, they're no answer and they're come get me plea that we've put out every year. Which is class. <laughs> um I hundred percent expected like either Budweiser, original Budweiser. Even expected maybe even a Sierra Nevada with a like yeah. something bold like I yeah. expected maybe an international transfer, but not Phantom Saison on its day. Uh, That's the risk you take with a transfer like that, Gavin. Just to be like, like, he's injury prone, but he just <laughs> 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 he just his medical. left in his legs. <laughs> <laughs> For that ten games a season, he'll give you absolute magic. Pay <laughs> <laughs> your season ticket renewals in ten games. <laughs> Brilliant, love it. Oh, what's it transfer season transfer deadline? Every week I can ask that question. Oh, that's good. Oh, like that. Um where is the best place at the moment? Obviously you're in the middle of a move, but if people want to get hold of your beers at the moment, is there anywhere they can go to get hold of them? I'm not sure, but I can run you through the people that take it regularly. <laughs> so regularly in Glasgow, we've got Wee Beer Shop, we've got Curious Liquids, Marchtown, um, Good Spirit Co. Edinburgh, I've got Great Grog, I better not miss him out here. <laughs> <laughs> Great Grog, we've got Cork and Cask, we have Cornelius, Appalachian Wines, who are really good, that's really good customers. That's the main people that take it all the time. For people slightly further afield, can, can you still get stuff off your website? Yeah, yeah. So we've got website, web shop, and um, we deliver all over. Another place, uh, Hop Shop up in Aberdeen, they take our beer regulars. Um, yeah, so we're, we're open, open beer seller as well. I nearly forgot. Open. Oh, you can't oh. forget. You can't forget. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Danny, Craft Beer Bottle Shop in Perth. And Colin at Caledonia Craft Beer Merchant and Deferment. So we're kidding, yeah, really. Um, but we've got the web shop if, you, if for any reason you can't get it for any of those places. And if, you, you, if you've got a local bottle shop, bottle shop who doesn't supply uh, two towns down, then uh, get them to get in touch yeah, with Sandy. Um, and obviously, once things are up and running, everything's sorted, and you've got the beers coming through, then you can you can hopefully get your beers in your local bottle shop. Um, I've had a, a couple of your beers um, so far since you've been up and running. Really, really impressed. <clears throat> Excuse me, really enjoyed the beers, uh, and look forward to trying more of them in the next couple couple of months. Um, really buzzing, and I'm potentially booking some holidays. Uh, to come to the, the Paisley Craft Beer Festival on the 11th of March. That sounds fucking right good, by the way. Love a wee beer festival. I'm a schlag for the beer fests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for you three? Nope. No. 
No, all good. Thanks, Sandy. No, no, wicked. Uh, I appreciate your time, Sandy. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about two towns down. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more from you guys uh, throughout uh, 2023. Um, I... I'm looking forward to seeing the tap room as well and seeing how that goes because that um that's really exciting to be fair. Really, really exciting, and I'm I'm yes. sure I'm sure the four of us will get down to the tap room at some point and have a have a wee yeah. bevy with you, mate. Yeah, but appreciate your time, Sandy. Uh, like I said, um, make sure you go over to the website twotownsdown.com and uh, go and grab some yourself some of the beers while you're at it. Grab yourself a ticket. Go to the events tab, and you can get yourself a ticket for the Paisley Beer Festival on the 11th of March with those breweries that Sandy uh, announced exclusively um, to ourselves on the Beer Fest <laughs> podcast. Uh, make sure you head over to the social media page as well. Search Two Towns Down, like, follow, and share while you're at it. You can search for the Beer Fridge Podcast. Like, follow, share, and whatever you listen to the podcast, subscribe, hit a ding and a link to be notified of all the latest episodes. Show your support by giving us a five-star rating. Much appreciate it. 4.9. Somebody gave us a four. Whoever Scumbag. The whoever the fuck you are. Knucklehead. 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 Yes. Ah, oh, bastard. <laughs> Mr. Trick there. <laughs> Mr. Trick there. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> but you can also show your official support by going to patreon.com forward slash beerfish podcast gain access to exclusive episodes and full length episodes on that page patreon.com forward slash fridge podcast Sandy really appreciate your time mate looking forward to seeing what's coming next for you guys um, and until next time on the Beer Fridge Podcast for myself and the guys bye bye <laughs>